Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. Today's episode is about making the plan, the space and the place for you to actually get through this time of year. We know that this time of year is fraught with busyness and perils with respect to food and extra events and extra things that we have to do albeit they can be beautiful and great and wonderful, but they come on top of a ready full plate for many of us, no pun intended. And so what I did is put together some effective ways that you can get through this time of year and save some energy for yourself. So at the end, you don't crash and burn. Our job is to save ourselves in and through it all so that we can rise and become who we were meant to be. Take a listen. And if you love what you're here, take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com. Looking forward to some new things in 2022. It's going to be a great one. Thanks for listening. All right. So thank you so much for joining me today. And um, today, the day that we're recording this and that we're live is actually November the 1st, 11-1-21. And now, as my daughter actually said it this morning, uh, now it's Christmas, <laughs> she said, when she walked down the stairs, which is what we celebrate at the end of December. I know everybody has different celebrations in the month of December, but it's really funny because it kind of feels like we really do go from Halloween to New Year's very fast. Uh, I know that we have Thanksgiving in there. I know that there's a number of other holidays in there, but it, wow, does it just go by quickly. And every year, I feel like it goes faster and faster. I mean, maybe that's because Lowe's and Home Depot have up all their Christmas decorations already, um, and they did like a month ago. <laughs> but, but the reality is, right, is like the, the holiday time is upon us. When I think about November, um, that's where things really begin to ramp up. This is the time when most people begin to think about or plan or maybe worry, stress, um, or fear about the next few months, what we have to get done, where we have to do it, and how in the heck can we take care of ourselves while we do it is always the question at hand. Benjamin Franklin said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And tonight I want to talk about how to make some plans that actually help you to succeed. So many people during times of our lives, stressful times, this is a stressful time that we can kind of rely on, which sounds funny, but true. You know, once we hit November, 
through New Year's, this is a time period that ramps up. Things are different. There are more events that happen. There are more things to do, realistically, for many of us. Um, and, uh, and some of us have jobs that have end of, um, end of calendar year things. So there's lots that happens November and December. So how do we prepare for this time of year? Most people just kind of go into it knowing, oh my gosh, here we go again. It's going to be so stressful. This is going to happen. This is what I look forward to. This is what I hate. This is what I don't want to do. This is where I don't want to go. And the reality is I don't ever hear anybody just sit back and go, okay, it's the 1st of November, it's time to prep. Right? The reality is, is we just kind of hold on to our seat and try to make it through. And whatever comes our way, we're like ships in the night, just kind of moving through a storm. It doesn't have to be that way. In fact, if you want to take care of yourself and everything you have to do, you have to plan, particularly at this time of year. So over the next few weeks, two months, you need a plan to get everything done but also to incorporate the plan of taking care of yourself in the process. So often when we get through these difficult times, stressful times, we muscle through, right? We, we just kind of hunker down and go for it. Any of you that were, went to college um, and, and I went to graduate school and, and some of you may have as well, you remember those exam times when you just you know, hunkered down and got through those three, four, five, seven days, whatever it was, and just studied and maybe drank coffee and then studied some more and, and drank more coffee. <laughs> and there was no self-care going on at all in anybody's dorm room that I knew of anyway. And we were all hunkered down. And then we all went home for the holidays and we all got sick. <laughs> we all got a cold or a flu or whatever that was. And that's the way that we live life a lot of times, too. We hunker down, we try and get through, and then after it is when we get sick. Our body, you know, our body shuts down. And we actually have a scientific term for that nowadays, and it's called the letdown effect. It's really interesting. When I, when I read about the letdown effect, it was exactly what I did in college and has been exactly what I've done through points in my life that I knew were going to be stressful. I just hunker down and then on the back end, I would pay for it. And as I've gotten older, I've really tried to rearrange and change my strategies so that I don't come out on the back end, uh, you know, falling to pieces, right? Like the song says. So when we think about the letdown effect, right, we know that that what it really symbolizes is that kind of hunkering down, muscling through, you know, not eating right, not sleeping right, you know, not taking care of ourselves, and then on the back end, you crash and burn. You know, and what we know physiologically, physiologically there are some shifts, right, in a stressful time period, and I've done many many calls on stress, but in a stressful time period, the adrenaline, the norepinephrine, the epinephrine, the cortisol, all of that's raging in our body and it gets us through that time. And then when we get to the end of that, 
We have the converse, right? Everything goes, whoop, it drops. So decrease in pressure. And that can set you up to crash and burn. Emotional and physical stress kick up an inflammatory response. We know this, which opens the door for illness in the letdown effect. So after either type of distress dies down, emotional or physical, and this time of year I feel like it can be a combination of both, realistically, we know that when that comes down, there's a down regulation of the immune system, a suppression of the immune response as a reaction to the easing of the stress. In addition, this surge and then fall of the stress hormones could knock down dopamine levels in the brain, which can trigger overeating. Interesting, huh? Because when you're in that surge, that uprising, and you're holding on and you're holding on, and that dopamine might be kicked up by some things that maybe you're eating or for, or for maybe some people who have been drinking, the reality is, is those dopamine levels that were high from all of that feel-good stuff that you might have been eating, then the reality is those dopamine levels drop, and then you need that reward and pleasure again, and it moves you into overeating. So what, what do we do, right? We can't, we can't just keep going on. When we know better, we do better, right? When we feel good, we do good. So one of the best ways to prevent the letdown effect from happening is to have a plan. And then have a plan as to how to take care of yourself through the plan. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of planning. And so many people I've talked to will say, well, I'm not a planner. Well, well, that's cool. But this time of year, you don't have a choice. Because the reality is, is you can't keep moving your body. You can't keep beating up your body. In, and expecting it to continue to move in the way that you want it to. It will fall at some point. We have to. We are only human. So if you start by making a plan for the next few weeks or, or a few months, depending on what you need to get done, do that now. Sit down with yourself and write down what has to get done. What has to get done, you know, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, what has to get done for that holiday? What has to get done for the next holiday for you? And start by making those plans. And then actually don't just have like to-do lists because to-do lists don't get done. And all they do when they're, you're 52 numbers deep in a to-do list is it creates more stress. So chunk them, organize your to-do list. So what do you need to get done for Thanksgiving? If you're planning trips, what needs to get done for that? And then maybe what needs to get done for your other holidays or holiday parties? And then actually put that in your calendar. If you like the IT version, use your phone or your computer. Or if you want to get, I've got an old paper one that I love tremendously um, because I can actually erase it and I can like feel the pages. So that's me. But the reality is, is, so you put that in the calendar. When are those things happening? When are you going to do them? So that you have it all laid out day by day by day. Because there's going to be something else that comes in in just a minute. Once you lay out all the things you have to get done for other people and for other things, we've got that in there. Now you've got to make sure 
that you plan for your self-care. Now, I get it. Most people would say, oh, you should put your self-care in the first, around that time period, blah, 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 blah. I get it. And I'm going to tell you, as long as I've lived, nobody does that. I can't, I've never found a, a client that's done it. I've never been able to make a client do it because what happens then is you put your self-care in and then a holiday party that you knew was coming up jumps into that self-care and the self-care goes right out the window and the holiday party comes into that day. So put that other stuff in there first because you know when that's happening or when it needs to happen. If you always go Black Friday shopping, then put it in there, right? And, and, and maybe that's a day that you only do a 15-minute meditation in the morning. Because here's what we're going to get to. You put everything in that calendar that happens for other people, other things. Then you're going to sit back and you've got to figure out when you then can take some micro breaks. And I really mean micro breaks. Like now is not the time to start uh, weight training for Fitness USA. <laughs> There's just not enough time in most people's days to do that. But now is the time to learn how, when, where to take micro breaks. So it could be something like 15 minutes of deep breathing. Even five minutes of deep breathing can give you a micro break. If you do that when you first wake up in the morning, while you're in the shower, use shower time. We never talk about shower time and car time. People, I feel like, don't talk about. It's like, but we really can use shower time and car time to take micro breaks. And if you start to couple your mental health care with those physical things that you do daily, you can have a great combination. So whether you're in the shower listening to a meditation, whether you're in the shower listening to some, di um, some deep breathing exercises, right, that start to give you some oxygenation, or maybe you're in the shower listening to something that is just motivating, inspiring, and encouraging, right, to keep your mind moving in an excellent direction. I know many people that use their shower time. In fact, I know that Oprah Winfrey's talked about this. The Rock, I saw him in person years ago um, with Oprah. She interviewed him. Amazing guy, actually. Um, and he talked about uh, using his shower time for visualizing his day, what it was going to look like, how it was going to come to fruition, what he was going to do. And if you don't know him, I mean, many people know who he is, but his character is authentic. And he works out like many people I haven't seen before. So he is super committed and he visualizes that and understands then how to use that but utilizes his shower time to do it because, as you can imagine, he doesn't have much time, right? So where, where will you start to put those things? And then will you use your shower time or your car time to do some deep breathing or some imagery? Now, shower time works better for imagery than driving. I don't recommend it. But where will you do that? And write that in your calendar so you've got something written down. Where can you get some movement in so you can release and reduce that cortisol? Like now is the time if you were thinking about joining that yoga studio or that gym for, you know, that four-week holiday special that they have. Like now is the time to do that so that you can put some of those things in your calendar. That goes in your calendar. And it may be that you take some friends with you. 
Maybe you and your friend commit to going twice a week at least during this time period so you can reduce your cortisol levels during this time so you don't have the letdown effect after. In this time period, remembering that it is the time of busyness. So can you pre-plan your meals or pre-prep those meals so they're available? And foods, drinks, the things that you know are helpful for your body that keep you going, that keep your blood sugar stable are available. So put that in your calendar. It's not like, oh, yeah, I generally do it on Sundays. No, no. This time of year, it goes in your calendar. Sunday from 4 to 6, here's what I do for the week. Or Sunday from 8 to 10, whatever that is, put it in your calendar, like right in black and white. If you have appointments that you need to make, right, for your hair, for medical things, dental things, end of the year, eye care, maybe, just maybe, you add in one massage for yourself right, that, that all of those appointments get made tomorrow. November 2nd, you make all the appointments that you need for the next two months. So you don't wind up, your car needs an oil change, make the appointment now. So you don't wind up stressing the day before, oh my gosh, I didn't do this. You've got it now. You've got it in your calendar. This is the week to get everything in there and set so you can get your calendar dog marked, so to speak, for the rest of this time period. Finally, make sure you can create stress-busting holiday gatherings. Here's what's super cool. And it's happening more and more, and I love it. But I feel like it's got to be brought to the table even more. So things like sip and paint, right? That a lot of people are starting to do those again. And they're great stress busters. It's great to just go and paint with a couple friends and relax and enjoy. It could be that you do a family yoga class. I have a friend who um, has a large family, and she hired a yoga instructor on, um, actually hired her and paid her to come on Thanksgiving for her family. And the yoga instructor did this great intro to yoga class out in her backyard because she lives in a place that she could do it. And they all did it together. Well, what a great, like, stress-busting, fun activity, right? It could be that you plan a 24-hour retreat for yourself right in the middle of this holiday season. You go to a hotel, 24 hours, take a break, take a mental timeout, and then you come back into life. Think where you can get together with friends and do things that are healthy for yourself with each other that can count as a holiday gathering together. Take that time to give yourself the gift of reducing stress. We know what stress does to the human body. In fact, I've learned more in the last year about stress and what it can do than I've ever learned in my career. And I'm astounded and I'm floored and I'm saddened because I feel like we don't give people enough time to de-stress and we don't help people manage their stress. It affects our eating. It affects our, um, you know, how we eat how we drink, how we live, and it affects our body, short-term and long-term. So get the plan going now. Tonight, before you go to bed, take 30 minutes. Write out what you're going to do for the next two months. Put it all on the calendar. Don't, don't wait. Your life really depends on it. And, and I mean that because the more we go through the cycle of hold on tight and the letdown effect after, 
the more our body ages. We know that our biological age progresses the more stress we're under. In order to turn back the hands of time, you've got to plan and plan now. Alan Saunders said, life is what happens to us when we're making other plans. So why not make plans in your life, for your life, to be able to live your best life. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.